So I'm sitting here around 11.15 a.m. on February 15th. Wow, look at that. February 15th, 2021, drinking a nice cup of English breakfast tea. Something I've gotten into a little lately, actually. Um, just drinking tea all the time. Well, not all the time, but just at least once in the morning, once at night. I'm not a big coffee person because coffee made me shit. And not only that, but I was talking to a professor, actually, who was from England. Well, he, he said he was an a professor, and he's from England. And he was telling me about how, you know, it was just, uh, it was funny because he talked about how, like, Americans, a lot of Americans look 80 when they're 40, and it's because of coffee. I, don't, I really can't attest to that. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I, I prefer I prefer tea over coffee. I'll let you know that. But it is a Caleb Jackson podcast, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, also available on Pocket Cast, Radio Cast, Bullhorn, Anchor. Uh, Google Podcasts and wherever else you can find my podcast as well. So also follow on Spotify. Uh, excuse me. Follow on Twitter at the C Jackson Podcast and follow my personal Twitter at the C Jack. A lot of shit, man. A lot of shit always goes on. Always goes on in the world. Recently, I was watching this. Uh, this little. First of all, I want to talk about a TikTok. I saw uh, people have been seeing it. Um, I, first of all, I'm a big animal. Like I like animals and nature and stuff. Like I'll go to the zoo. I don't like zoos like that, but I would much I'd much rather go on like a drive through safari than a zoo. But um, I was watching this uh, the, the TikTok of an, uh, a lion tackling a gazelle, and it was. First, it was it's an auto watch how fast that lion was moving, or how fast the gazelle was moving, and how fast it all just kind of took place, just in just in the natural habitat and everything. And there was just so many, just like I was so amazed by how fast the lion was moving, but it just how fast it was moving, how aggressive, like it just it's, it's something amazing to watch. That's just me. That's what I got out of it, and um. One thing that I find funny now is that a lot of football coaches is, are starting to like look at it and are saying that this is basically the way we want you to tackle, which honestly is probably one of the safest forms of tackling as well <laughs> when it comes to football at least. But uh, if you watch it closely, the Lion does make a perfect ass form tackle on the gazelle. Like, I mean, it tracks like it takes a, it takes a perfect angle. Takes like a it's a near hip what we call a near hip and near foot approach in football. So like your nearest foot is gonna go towards the nearest hip. If something somebody's running from you, obviously, and say there's a sideline, and while you're taking an angle to take back any cutback lanes or anything else, or make sure you're still gonna get you know ahead of the ahead of the ball carrier or in this case the prey for the lion, I guess. And uh, the lion you're gonna track its near hip is what they call. So like you're gonna go for the hip because if you a lot of people see like the big hits up high and everything, but if you want to make a secure tackle within football, you're gonna go for the hip thigh area. Strike zone really is probably that knee to about hip area or knee knee. I say knee to chest area maybe, because uh, that's mo- that's where most safe football hits happen and just basically wrap up and roll. Like, the lion ba- the lion did it perfectly. The lion rolled and everything, and the gazelle didn't get away. <laughs> it's something. It's it's funny because like coaches, like, basically coaches. Are like when we tell you make a tackle, this is what we want to see. This is basically a perfect, just a perfect explanation of making a perfect football tackle with enough aggression, but also maintaining a safe, say just overall safety too. So, but yeah, it was something really, really, really cool to watch. Um, also, 
I you know I watch. You know, I scroll down Twitter all the time because Twitter is just it's news, it's comedy, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, I pray that y'all get these Bad Bunny tickets because I mean I just I I haven't listened to Bad Bunny that much. He's very entertaining from what I've seen actually, but uh, I haven't listened to much of his music at all. But yeah, I'd assume he's a pretty. He seemed like a pretty big star. I see, he was actually on the WWE. Um, I saw some news headlines about that. He was also on WWE WrestleMania too. I also read, a, read an article about how he probably had one of the best, like, celebrity matches because I was reading something about how he was training, actually, for the past, like, two, three months for, like, the actual match and everything, te- learning how to do everything kind of in the professional way that professional wrestlers do it. And the, a lot of people said he had probably one of the best, like, of all celebrities, he probably had one of the best actual matches with the comes to, like, performing moves and just uh, putting on a show within the wrestling world, I guess. Uh, they said Bad Bunny did did actually an amazing job. So, um, yeah, shout out to Bad Bunny. Um, that's all Pisces. Shout out, shout out to all Pisces out there. Um, but anyways, there's another video I saw. Uh, you know, there's always got to be some kind of something. You know what I mean? When it comes to, I don't, I don't know what how you describe this. Uh, I was, I was reading about it a little bit. I saw the video myself personally. And I also was reading a, saw a brief little, oh, I just passed it right there. It was a, um, it was a grown man, is an actual, I forget, I think he's a drill sergeant in the military, I want to say. If you look at him in the video, I've seen this video of him trying to intimidate this young kid, young black kid at that, um, and... I talked to my dad about it, being that my dad is was used to be in the military, and my stepmom is in the military still as well. Planning on retiring after a while, actually. But um, it was a let's see if I can find this article again. But it's, it took place in South Carolina. I believe it's a gated community in South Carolina. And here we go. I just here we are. So. A soldier was charged with assault after being filmed shoving a black... I hate how they say this. Shoving a black man in South Carolina, threatening, you're in the wrong neighborhood. And Jonathan Pentland faces 30 days in jail. And I think it was, I think it was recorded by a white... Or a black girl, actually. Excuse me. Um, recorded by a black girl behind him uh, saying that he didn't want to, she didn't want him to be another statistic. Which, thank you for catching stuff on camera because people usually... Camera in their face, they don't want to do much. But, um... So I'm trying to f- I'm trying to find a little more in depth. I can't find the video, but if you watch the video, you see this big guy, and like you can tell, the guy's got at least like he's a way older. First of all, than he's a, he's an adult versus the kid. I don't know how old the kid was. I want to say the kid was. It's a black man. I've seen reports that he was uh, 16, I believe. Um, I don't can't really attest to that. It says also as a young black man, and it says, "Huh, let's see." Uh, Jonathan, I can't find the black the black kid's name. That's why I'm thinking that he's a might be a minor because I can't find his name anywhere. Yeah, he's a Fort Jack. He's a Fort Jackson drill instructor instructor as well. And from what my dad was saying, you know, he's probably in a lot of, within the military. He's probably in a lot of trouble. He might even get demoted. Um, oh, here's, a, here's somebody saying, not safe from police violence, not safe from white vigilante police, <laughs> white or white vigilante violence, not safe from racist, racist white neighbor violence. 
Yeah, oh, here's a video right here. Oh, I still can make the speaker. Excuse me, right quick. Here we go. Hey, they've already been called. They're just waiting. You know what? Maybe you should hang out a little longer. We'll see how it goes. Then we won't have to get the report by ourselves. What is it you're doing here? Walking. Then walk. Okay, that's what I was doing. I'll stop the video right there, but like this is a little snippet of it. Um, from that video, I can tell that here. Let me find the part where he starts getting aggressive. And from that video, I can tell that his wife definitely said some shit. His wife definitely started all this. And then, of course, you know he. Then it comes the part where he was talking to the kid's wife. You know, I say this, but sometimes I hope I'm in that situation just to just to see what happens, just to kind of like feel the energy. I guess I don't know, but like I said, from there I can definitely tell the wife says some start some shit. There's no other way around that. And from watching that, one thing that my dad, even my dad said he saw it, and he told me, and something I really didn't even really think about until he told me, but he said. Props to the young kid for staying calm in that situation as well and staying sane. And it's funny how, like, like you just, like, my dad just said, it's funny how a lot of people, like, it's funny how a grown man can't keep his composure in that situation, but uh, the kid can, you know what I mean? Like I said, that, that the fact that I can't find the kid's name at all, but I can find the grown man's name everywhere, that just make, I, that makes it seem more to me that the kid was definitely a minor because usually they would have released a name by now but uh now they're actually outside in that, in that same neighborhood uh protesting now uh because like i said there's just no real reason to do anything like that if unless you feel like it i don't know why you would feel intimidated or anything or feel threatened especially like the dude First of all, the kid had headphones in. Second of all, the dude's towering over the kid, like, all in his face, like he's big and bad and stuff. It's funny how it's always, like, the smaller people that they want to get in their face and intimidate. And also that, like, you can tell dude has, like, at least, like, 100, 150 pounds on him. And so, it's like, you can't really... Of course, there's somebody going to try to find a way to justify it, but, like, there's really no way. I mean, and if, you, if this is a gated community... I would assume people who are walking in there either live there or know somebody who lives there because it's a gated community. So that's why I don't know. I mean, it's fucked up either way it goes. Um, I hope he gets what he has coming. Uh, I hope he. I mean, he's, if he gets goes to jail, I mean, he might be. I don't think he'll get discharged from the military. Definitely, definitely will be punished. But um, probably even transferred, honestly. Um, but. You know, that's what you get, honestly, for being stupid. I mean, there's nothing else about it. Like, well, I don't see why. I don't know. Like, I've got, I go for walks all the time, and nothing happens. And I'll just, 
Uh, you know, what? I just want to be able to think what is going through people's minds in these situations. You know what I mean? And like I said, I don't, who knows what's going through that kid's mind? You know what I mean? He's probably scared out of his mind. You know, he doesn't doesn't probably know where he is. I mean, he, he's not even scared. If, even if he was scared, you know, he didn't show it at all. Cause like I said, props to him for keep, being able to keep his composure. Unlike I say, you can't. You tell me a grown adult, especially him being in the military, can't control his composure like that. You know, so. That's supposed to be a quote-unquote man, but okay. But, yeah, that's just... Yeah, you know, you can't say much about that. But luckily, dude is being charged with assault and facing 30 days in jail. Um, facing a lot more than that in the military, believe me. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out or anything. Um, I, just, I don't know why we live in a world like this. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things we just kind of... Like I said, I, w- I wish. Uh, I don't really wish, but I mean, I would I would definitely want to. I don't know. I wouldn't even say I want to be in this situation. Because, like, me, <laughs> me, do like me, I just keep walking because I really don't. I really wouldn't pay it that much mind. But at the same time, I instigate sometimes. So, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of. It, we're all petty at times, and I, I definitely. I definitely cannot say. What I'll do in this situation, honestly. I mean, who knows? So, anyways, what I do want to talk about, though, big big part of this podcast really is what's going on with comes to when it comes to cryptocurrencies. So you've probably seen all the big, all you probably on head to, on Twitter and everything. You you've heard about Bitcoin and everything, and people say they trust Bitcoin, don't trust Bitcoin. It's a it's a risk. Is this? Is that? You know. Take it for what it is. Do your research first, please, please. Because I I used to say the same thing and didn't know much about it. But uh, there's a lot of, just, just do a lot of research. There's a lot of information out there about this kind of stuff and how it all works and how, what the end goal and how the and how it all works really in the grand scheme of things. People think it's like a Ponzi scheme or it's like a, it's some kind of, they're going to take your money and like, you know, my, like my telling like my mom about it, she said, "I just want to know like how do you get your money back and stuff, you know? Because you seeing like things like Bernie Madoff. Speaking of Bernie Madoff, passed away, believe it or not. Um, when I talk about Ponzi schemes and how people, a lot of people, losing money investing in things that don't seem as tangible as they do. And let me look that up real quick. Yeah, Bernie Madoff, I believe. Yeah, Bernie Madoff died at eighty-two. If you didn't know who Bernie Madoff is, Bernie Madoff ran one of the biggest Ponzi schemes of all time. And it says here, right, let me just uh, go back and see. And so he was actually, yeah, one of the biggest financial fraud cases in history where it stole about roughly 64.8 billion years. Had to forfeit 17 Oh, sit by a dollar, excuse me. Uh, it says here his penalty was a 150 year prison term, a forfeiture of 17.179. That's off Wikipedia. Let me go find something else. Uh, Investopedia.com. That's a little bit better. Uh, so it says here that Bernie Madoff did indeed pass away April 14th, 2021. Um, a pioneer in electronic trading. And that's really what the NASDAQ is, if you don't know about trading. Um, NASDAQ is more like the electronic side of trading, kind of like NASDAQ has a lot of those high tech companies and everything. That's uh, the NASDAQ part of it and whatnot. NASDAQ was invented in 
early late 90s early 2000s well yeah no late 90s late 90s excuse me and it became prominent in the early 2000s with all these big large tech companies microsoft apple all the intel all these big tech companies going and find being able to have their stock on their have their stock in their company publicly traded um, electronically. So then people at home would be a lot easier than being on just having to go to, you know, investment uh, brokers in person and everything or like the New York Stock Exchange. You've seen like in the movies and stuff how there's a... the portrayal of it is how there's a bunch of people shouting, a bunch of people with slips, a bunch of paper on the floor and everything, people yelling, you know, trading, 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 trading. It's chaotic, chaotic still. Not as chaotic now because a lot of people can just trade at the palm of their hand. That's why we have Fidelity, um, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, uh, Vanguard, Robinhood. There's a lot of different brokerages who do, who can handle these stuff, who can do these things online and just over on your phone as, as you have it right here. You know, all this information is readily available to us. Like Robinhood is paid basically basically off the information they give and off the off the news they give at all times because they're always cycling news through on these big companies and giving people kind of tips and kind of not necessarily tips but kind of reviews and kind of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, analyst ratings kind of things for what stocks that we'll look at. And really, you know, it's all based off of what you think you should do and how you how you see, you know, do your own research on a, on a company, on the product, and just see how it goes. But crypto is something completely different than all of that as well. Um, actually, let me go back to Bernie Madoff to get that story out of the way. Um, so he was a chairman, a pioneer in electric trading and the chairman of the NASDAQ in the early 1990s. It says here, so he's running one of the biggest. He's running one of the biggest Ponzi schemes of all time. Uh, let's see. He said he funded redemptions by attracting new investors in the capital, but was unable to maintain the fraud when the market turned sharply lower in late '08. He confessed to his sons when he was working at his firm. He claims he was not aware of the scheme on December 10th, '08. They turned him into authorities the next day, and the, la- and the fund's last statement indicated. He had $64.8 billion in client assets accumulated without necessarily, hold on. So it said, understanding it, so despite claiming to generate, this is off of investability.com. So it says, despite claiming to generate large steady returns through an investing strategy called split strike conversation, split strike conversion, excuse me, which is an actual trading strategy, Madoff simply deposited client funds into a single bank account that he used to pay existing clients who wanted cash out. He, redu- he funded redemptions by attracting new investors in their capital, but was unable to maintain the fraud when the market turned sharply and lower in late 08. Okay. So technically, he was putting it into a bank account in which they necessarily w- it wasn't necessarily making money, but the money was all laundered into one big bank account. And like I said, when the market turned sharply and the money was more, more or less worthless, a lot of people lost their money. And, and Wow. Yeah. So... Yeah, 64, almost $65 billion. So it says, in 09, at 71, Madoff pleaded guilty to 11 federal felony accounts, including security fraud, wire fraud, mail fraud, perjury, and money laundering. Ponzi scheme, the Ponzi scheme became a potent symbol of culture, greed, and dishonesty. The critics, the critics pervaded, pervaded Wall Street in the run-up to the financial crisis. Madoff was sentenced 150 years in prison and ordered to forfeit 170 billion in assets, but no longer prominent Wall Street figures faced no other prominent Wall Street figures faced legal ramifications in the wake of the crisis. 
Wow. So, but yeah, that's burning radar for you. But how crypto works, see, crypto is supposed to work in a different kind of manner. So, more or less, let me uh, crack my back. Get ready for this. Neck pop. All right, so I can explain this. So, we see the rise of Dogecoin right now. Dogecoin, Dogecoin, whatever you want to call it. Um, and right now, so Dogecoin is a, get off of, get off of Wikipedia. Uh, Dogecoin, let's look at this right now. So you can think of it as a stock, I guess you can think of it, but I like to think of it as a cryptocurrency and being that it is what it is. So one one Dogecoin equals one Dogecoin. And really that's the only kind of comparison it wants to really make. Now one Dogecoin is worth 13, I want to say 13 cents right now. Don't quote me on that. Let me give me a second. Right now, at this very, very moment, one single Dogecoin, Dogecoin, is worth, I believe, according to Robinhood, 13, roughly 13, almost 14 cents a coin. So, yeah. So, Dogecoin is an open source current, uh, open source peer-to-peer digital currency favored by Shiba Inus, Shiba Inus Worldwide. So... Basically, how crypto works, you have a crypto wallet and you have these different types of currencies, just as there's different currencies for each country. Like there's um, the British pound, US dollar, um, the same kind of same principle. Um, just as you would be going, if you're going to England, you use a certain kind of coin over there, you use a certain kind of coin in America. The same kind of thing with, uh, with when it comes to cryptos. Now, the thing is, different cryptos have different amounts of value. So, right now, a Bitcoin would be roughly about $62,000 per Bitcoin, or an Ethereum token is, and if you don't know about Ethereum, Ethereum is another crypto. Ethereum's different because Ethereum also has its own platform in which you can send money or you make it use it to make transactions with other cryptocurrencies as well like bitcoin dogecoin cardano there's a, lot, there's a shit ton of cryptocurrencies in the market right now there's a lot that even some of the ones that aren't listed right now on major or on major trading sites such as Robinhood or fidelity or whatever and really even then banks really haven't yet adopted these things yet and the thing is once banks adopt it they buy a certain amount of that coin so then that way you can be used to then it's a you can be transferred through you know it can be transferred digitally it's digital money more or less which nowadays all money is really digital the amount of money you have is right there on your phone so but the way it works is there is no it's decentralized so there is no real way to track where the money is going or the, there's no way to track who the money is going to or where the money is coming from and it's not really for it's for the people so that all because because all these these companies these banks everything they all sell your information right and so now these trans you can make transactions on these platforms because they're decentralized and so case point nick uh tesla bought i believe a a bunch of Bitcoin. Again, I can't say like a hundred billion dollars in Bitcoin, I believe. And now they're preparing to where you can buy a Tesla in Bitcoin. So basically it's like, you've even seen, I've seen articles about NFL players being paid in Bitcoin, having being paid in Bitcoin. They're being paid no money, but it's just a different currency. You know what I mean? Um, 
and don't, don't quote me too much on this. I won't say I'm a crypto expert or anything. I encourage all everybody to do their research. And I'm not an investor at all. I am not telling you to do anything with your money. I am not because you, you will have your you, well, your money is yours, and what you do with it is all up to your decision. I, this I'm simply giving out information on a subject that I know somewhat about. I, I don't want to say I know all everything about it. So I wouldn't. I like I said, I always encourage everybody to do their own research and kind of look into things for themselves before they make any big decisions. Um, especially when it comes to like, like, you know, when it comes to anything I talk about on here, really, um, all these are really just what I know from in my head and just things that I've learned personally. And maybe you can go in there and learn th- more things that I know. You know what I mean? Me, and I probably have you on this podcast and you can tell me things I didn't know about, but right now just I'm be- giving just the basic stuff about it. And the thing, the biggest thing is people wonder what is backing it. What is the value? What, what backs the value of a Bitcoin? And the value is the people. The people buying into it give it the value. Same thing with stock. Same thing you saw with the game, what happened with GameStop. People think that GameStop should be, or in that sense, people thought that GameStop should be, well, when I say that, mainly with yeah, they're messing with Wall Street and making Wall Street, the big Wall Street hedge funds lose a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars. But at the same time, it's the, it's the principle of you give the stock, giving the stock your money means that you are trusting that stock. Basically, you are investing in that. You are putting your time into that, your, your time and money into that stock, basically, just as going to. Water, well, I can't say Waterburger. Go McDonald's. Going to because McDonald's is publicly traded, and so say like going to McDonald's. You know, buying a Big Mac or buying a, I wouldn't buy the Big Mac. Buy a twenty-piece chicken nugget with the, I don't know what kind of sauce y'all use, but I use sweet and sour sauce if I ever get a chicken nuggets from McDonald's. But chicken nuggets and then okay, I'm get my McDonald's order right there. I'll usually either get the twenty-piece. All right, if it's a, if it's one of those nights, wink, wink. If it's one of those nights, then I'm getting twenty-piece. Hot and spicies, and maybe a couple, couple burgers, a couple little burgers, honestly, and a Sprite to wash that motherfucker down. And honestly, the McDonald's cookies go hard as shit. I'm say that right now, but yeah, that's my McDonald's order for the for for the good nights. But anyways, buying a buying a whatever food, I basically that's invest. That's giving that you're giving McDonald's your money. You know what I mean? You're giving McDonald's your time and your money. And so, on the flip side of that, it's like. I like to say, think about it as every time you buy McDonald's or every time you buy Starbucks, you put no think about like put a dollar in the Starbucks, you know what I mean, or put a dollar in the McDonald's because a lot of these companies also pay dividends as well, and that's another thing that these cryptocurrencies do as well. They also a lot a lot of them pay interest as well. It's there's a couple of them in which they occur occur interest. They're almost like savings funds, almost. You know what I mean? Same way, like I said, same way the bank has all this money because people have the money. The bank didn't have wouldn't have any money if people didn't give the bank their money to watch. Same way with cryptos. People give the crypto the value. You know what I mean? As long as they buy it and hold it, they do whatever they want. Now the thing is, it goes off of an individual need basis as well. There's a big need of or an end goal of this being the new crypto, the new currency, you know what I mean? And it will, there will be a, I believe that within the next 10 to 20 years, uh, even maybe even faster than that, because the way crypto is kind of taking over everything right now, it's it's going to be something serious. And it's, it's, 
still very very early on within crypto from a lo- within what the crypto community is saying what people stock in crypto trading exchange what they're saying within this community i guess is a lot of the end goal is to hold so you have that money so then that money is is your it's still your money you can pay for things with this money you know what i mean you can use it for whatever you want and like i said it's decentralized so there's no there's none of your information the ip address that it comes back to is untraceable so yeah it, it gives more power to the people you know what i mean and the people give it the value in return so that it, it, I don't want to say it's like a revolution against the banks, I guess, more or less, but it's also a way in which people have a little more freedom to do what they want with their money, I guess. So, but yeah, it's a very, 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 it, it, it sounds complex, but it's a lot more simple than a lot of people think. And, and a lot of people say like, oh, I don't trust Bitcoin. I don't trust any of that. You know, like I said, just do your research. It's one of those things where you just got to like, you got to either hear it from somebody who knows what they're talking about. Or, you know, like I, I don't suggest clicking on those clickbait YouTube videos or whatnot. I suggest I suggest actually reading about it, too, as well. Reading articles and going online and actually listening to podcasts, too, as well. Because a lot there's a lot of people who actually know how this stuff kind of really, really, really works. And a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people have the end game of seeing this as a actual tangible currency in which people will be paying for this in country once countries and institutions governments adopt this as a currency too who knows what would be the you know the results of that as well um another thing i've seen a lot like akon also has like he's building cities in africa and all he's talking about how he has his own crypto he's going to create his own cryptocurrency as well and those will be the currencies of the africa as well and so as people give their money to it then it's going to raise those currencies as well so a lot of talk about going into the future and how how these these things will be what accumulates in the future you know what i mean and you know a lot of people say you know it's the same thing that people say when stuff's new you know what i mean oh it's never gonna last it's never gonna it's never gonna do that uh, one thing that people are actually like even Mark Cuban talked about it, how Bitcoin is kind of like a fad, but a lot of people have changed their minds on it once they've actually learned how it is. Mark Cuban actually talked about how the biggest thing for him with Bitcoin or even all cryptocurrencies in a sense is the technology behind it and what powers it is has the most has the most value when it comes to what gives it the value besides the people you know what i mean and the the technology the blockchain technology behind it which can be used for pharmaceutical techniques um they can be used for you know military um just compete they said all the technology that goes into it it has many different applications beyond just bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and that's another thing that gives it that value as well so it's very, very interesting to see. Um, there's actually one crypto in which I invested myself. It's called XRP. It's uh, by the company Ripple, actually. They're actually in a lawsuit. It's actually You're not allowed to trade it right now. And so my money is kind of locked in there right now, too, as well. But I've been doing pretty good with that one. I'll just say that. Uh, just look at how it's been doing over the past year or so, and you'll get an idea for what it's looking like. But, um... But yeah, really, and like you see how Bitcoin's taking off, and a lot of these cryptos move just like Bitcoin. They run on the same market. And really, if you look at the stock market, you if you, you see how all the kind of all the different companies kind of go all the same kind of 
pattern more or less at times so the market kind of moves as one you know but companies will move differently because you know each company is going to be different and a lot of times you look at companies or a lot of companies are overseas as well so they have different trading tra- not necessarily different trading strategies but they trade differently they have trade different trade times as well and so like so while we're sleeping they're up all day trading you know what i mean and vice versa as well so there's a lot of different things that go into trading and just where to put your money, what you do with your money. And a lot of people are asking questions nowadays, especially after the pandemic and everything, and how there's so much money being just readily available and readily printed for us now that a lot of people just don't know what to do. Some people don't know what to do with it. You know, it's it's a time where, you know, it's kind of pivotal for some people. You know, what do I do with my money? Do I save it? Do I invest it? You know, do I... Not, I mean, spending, spending is the easiest one because, hey, you only live once, so... Honestly, whatever I'd say, whatever fits your lifestyle the best or whatever you're most comfortable with, I guess, is what you should do, you know, but you only get as comfortable as you are as you, when you learn, really, so comfortability comfortability comes with learning, so like I said, once you learn about cryptos, you know, savings and whatnot, and just how really just all kind of finances kind of work together and how how you can apply it best to fit your needs in your life. Like I said, whatever feels whatever you feel like would be the best thing to do with your money, it should be what you should do with your money. So but yeah, and that's why but back on Dogecoin and Bitcoin and whatnot, like I said, that's what is it's powered by the people, you know what I mean? But the people give it the value. And so, like I said, more people put their money into it, the higher the value goes. Same thing, like I said, with stocks. Like like you saw with GameStop. You know, GameStop, ran it, they ran GameStop up to about $420 a share at one point. And, you know, because people believe that GameStop could be up there. Now, if GameStop would change their platform right now to just straight digital gaming, I, mean, I think... My thing is that Pia, PlayStation and Xbox, you can already order game, buy games online already and download it straight there. And so is GameStop like the blockbuster when it comes to like Netflix and or it comes to video streaming and whatnot? More or less to me right now, yes. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see what now that GameStop has, you know, a lot of people put their money in GameStop and a lot of people are still holding their money in GameStop. Like matter of fact, right now. GameStop stock price is still sitting. Oh, nope, wrong one. GameStop stock. GameStop stock price. Excuse me. Is sitting somewhere around. Here we go. A hundred and fifty-three dollars and sixty-two cents, um, as opposed to where it was. Just to like give you a, a kind of like a a feeling of where it was before everything. The start of twenty twenty-one, December thirty-first, twenty twenty. GameStop was worth. $18.84 a share and it topped out around three hold on can I zoom in at all in here yeah topped out around yeah I, I lied $347.51 on January 27, 2021 if you remember that's when Dogecoin first took off as well a lot of different companies took off as well in the Wall Street resistance what a time it's coming again don't don't get me wrong so just prepare be prepared for it um but yeah when i think dogecoin that's when yeah it was right after all that actually is when dogecoin took off um to around seven it topped out around 7.8 cents a share almost eight dollars a share oh excuse me eight cents a share and ethereum did the same thing now ethereum like i said ethereum is gonna be so like i said with when it comes to 
block or when it comes to Bitcoin and how everything is a you make transactions based off of you can with it in whatever currency you want and like I said it's untraceable. Ethereum then provides a decentralized platform for it for specifically for trading or for, for trading cryptocurrencies and making transactions and whatnot. And so within Ethereum you can have different tokens as well or different cryptos in which like I said Cardano. Let me just read off some let me read off some cryptocurrencies that are readily available at any time right now. And one place you can keep a wallet for where you keep all your crypto money is Coinbase. Now, Coinbase is now publicly traded as well. They released their initial public offering yesterday, their IPO yesterday. Uh, the initial was, I believe, $250 a share for Coinbase. But Coinbase also has is going to create their own cryptocurrency as well. And also, they are, like I said, they provide that platform in which they can, you can exchange crypto, do transactions, whatever. They provide everything within this as well. But also, like I said, it provides a market, like just like um, Robinhood or TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, like I just said, Coinbase also provides a list of what all prices and everything, just the overall market, the overall sense of the market as well. So, like I said, right now you can see Bitcoin, and it tells you what is tradable and what's not within the platform as well. Because there are going to be some platforms like I, there's Uniswap, there's another one called Exodus. There's a bunch of different platforms, a bunch of different wallets in which you can have your money on that wallet. Uh, ooh. So yeah, right now Coinbase. If you look on Coinbase, there is Bitcoin, which is worth right now sixty-two thousand seven hundred thirty-six dollars and thirty-five cents. One, one Ethereum, excuse me. Um, the one thing about Bitcoin is that Bitcoin has a very limited supply. So there's only 21 million Bitcoin in the world. And that be and the way it's found is mining. It's mining with a bunch of different, very, very complex algorithms. And that's how Bitcoin, that's how people, they mine for more Bitcoin. And so right now, one Bitcoin is worth $62,736.35 as opposed to last like last year. This time last year, Bitcoin was sitting around six or $7,000. So, yeah, just to show you how how things can change. Um, Ethereum right now, one Ethereum token is worth $2,462.27. There is an XRP token. Like I said, they're in there right now. They're in a lawsuit with the SEC. Um, so right now that money, you can't trade XRP, but they're sitting at $1 and 77 cents. Uh, Cardano is another one as well. They are worth, uh, right. And the Cardano a year ago was worth three cents. And right now they're dollar 48 right now. And believe, a lot of people believe that Cardano can be, will have the same level of bit will be the same level of Bitcoin as well at one point. So, um, there's another thing to look at as well. Tether. Now, Tether, from what I've been reading about, it tries to be right there with the dollar value. And it tries to, like, level out with how much. It's right. If you look at Tether, it's just the same price as a dollar. Tether is equals one dollar. And that's they're trying to kind of level out with the dollar as well. There's Polkadot. And they think Polkadot's going to turn out big, too. It's, right now, one Polkadot token is $42.93. There's Uniswap. The one Uniswap is 300 Oh, excuse me, $38.58. There's Litecoin as well. Instead of Bitcoin, there's Litecoin. And one Litecoin is $279.77. Chainlink, Dogecoin, Stellar Lumens, or XLM. Um, USDC coin, Tron, Rap Bitcoin, EOS. And like I said, there's a lot of these that are also, also like, you know, certificate deposits, 
um, savings accounts. There's a lot of different applications within these cryptocurrencies as well, which people don't know about as well. So, like I said, I encourage everybody to do their own research as well, because like I'm not the expert. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm the one to listen to this. I just know a little, a little, little something. That's about it. So. But yeah, but that, if, in case anybody wanted to know about what's going on with Dogecoin and how all this stuff kind of works, um, that's just a little podcast for you right there. Um, but yeah, like I said, do your own research. And like I said, hopefully I have people on here to talk about it as well. Uh, you know, my boy Kyle, Kyle and Gavin will definitely be on again. And Kyle knows a lot about Dogecoin as well. So shout out to Kyle. It's funny, we have, we show, we've shown each other our little wallets and everything. And uh, but yeah, the future is now, and the future will be in cryptocurrency, I believe. And like I said, for on an individual basis, um, just one last little information tidbit: it can be either whether it's not whether you want it to be your currency, or if you want to just make money off of it now and sell it and get, go right back to USD. Like I said, it's all an individual basis for the people. You know what I mean? So. But yeah, that's today's podcast, y'all. So follow this podcast on. Don't forget to follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Bullhorn, Radio Cast, Pocket Cast. Uh, like I said, my website is on Anchor. is available. My pl- podcast website is available on Anchor and whatnot. Um, also follow on the follow on Twitter as well at C Jackson Podcast and at my regular Twitter at the C J A C the C Jack. Uh, but yeah, uh, look out for new podcasts. Probably gonna do another podcast tomorrow. Don't know what's gonna be on, but like I said, you're still gonna listen because it's Caleb Jackson podcast, and I have a lot of information. I have a nice voice, I like to say, and I'm kind of funny at times. But but yeah, thank you for listening to this podcast, and hopefully I gave y'all a lot of information, uh, and hopefully I gave y'all some useful information. And you know, now I hope I hope y'all know more about cryptos. Hopefully, a lot y'all are interested now and kind of looking into this kind of stuff. And so just kind of being prepared, not necessarily being prepared for the future, but kind of just giving people, giving y'all something else to kind of, you know, stay up with, I guess, go keep up with, you know, something new, you know, there's nothing new that much, you know, you see the same recycled shit from just politics and politics and double homicide to end all, you know, to end this podcast off, man, I saw the thing about the double homicide. Squiddy and I were talking about this last night, and this this is going to end the podcast right here, but what in her mind told her that this, that that was a good thing to say, or that that I, you should say, you should say that, you know what I mean? That's something I should say, you know? If you don't know, you got to watch that video. I'll probably do, I'll probably do more about this tomorrow, but... Yeah, I can't explain that one. That one is just if you know what I'm talking about, it's it's a video on going viral right now, people making memes about it. Yeah, I'll have to talk about that one tomorrow. Um <laughs> because that's just wow. But but yeah. Uh listen to Cap Jackson Podcast. Go listen to any podcast that you haven't listened to already. Um tweet about it, share, listen, learn, everything, like, subscribe, retweet, everything. Um, but yeah, until next time, y'all be good, y'all be safe, and y'all have a good Thursday. We're already halfway through the month of April. That shit is crazy. You're going by fast already. But like I said, no better time than the time right now. So whatever you're doing, do it right. But also put the Caleb Jackson show on because, you know, why not? But like I said, until tomorrow, y'all hear from me again. And be safe, be easy, be good. Peace.